0: Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK Connected podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler, back with another episode in our Connected series and bringing you news, views and opinions from some of the industry's most interesting voices in these, the most interesting of times. Our podcast is just one part of a wider initiative that we've set up to support our members through lockdown and it's called IAB UK Connected. Online you can find a raft of bite-sized training courses, our series of seminars re-engineered as interactive Zoom sessions and a hub of the very best lockdown initiatives from across our member base. Today I'm in conversation with James Davidson, co-founder and CEO of Tails.com, another of the direct-to-consumer businesses we profiled in our leading 50 D2C brands report last year. Tails is a subscription-based dog food company entirely personalised to your pet. And last month alone, they delivered more than 8 million meals. We talk about how dog owners are spending more time than ever with their pets right now, and what that means for business, and how the pet food category wasn't immune from the early panic stockpiling either. James has very kindly agreed to give IAB UK podcast listeners a month free when they sign up to trytails.com. Just enter IAB in caps at the checkout. And so i started by asking james to give a quick explainer of how tails.com works
1: at tails we make unique nutrition for each individual dog um, by mixing together different recipes of uh, of kibbles which is dry pet food to produce a blend that's optimized for that particular dog because we're making an individual order for an individual dog we have to have an individual relationship with the dog and particularly their owner who's our customer so that we can hear from the customer all of the uh, details about the dog's um, profiles, their breed, age, weight, uh, uh, any allergies they have, activity levels and so on, so that we can then formulate, uh, use our our algorithm to figure out the the right nutrition that that dog needs, uh, then produce that food and send it out to them. And we do that uh, on subscription, so we send it out to people on a monthly basis um and we do it for around about the price that they would normally pay for their Mm. food so it's not a super premium service by any stretch it's very affordable for the mass market and that's really helped our our growth over the last six or seven years since we started Um, uh, and we're now uh, somewhere between seven and ten percent market share of dry food in the uk
0: um tell us how the last six seven eight weeks have been Uh, more on a practical level i guess i mean uh, uh, I'm guessing you have a factory. You you have an office. What's happening with those two things?
1: Yeah, it's been a, a really strange time for 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 us, as it has for for, for everybody else. But the the, the team at Tails has been a, absolutely amazing and and responded in in such a resilient way. Um, and and yeah, you mentioned we've we've a factory uh, that's nearly throw, and we have our our office in Richmond. Um, and actually the the uh, week, the, the, the Monday before the lockdown started, we had a test work from home day, right. and anticipating that this might be, might be coming. And then on the day that we were having it, the government advised people to continue working from yeah. home, which was just pre-lockdown. So our, so from our office point of view, um, everybody's been working at home uh, and that's worked remarkably well. Getting technology, it just, it's, yeah. you know, if this had happened 15 years ago, I think it would have been a bit so difficult but
0: someone said exactly the same yesterday and you're totally right are you, are you doing social distancing stuff in the factory as well then
1: yeah exactly so the factory we've been able to keep running by um by, by making practical changes to keep our to keep our uh, colleagues safe who, who work there so um social distancing a yeah, key principle of that so fewer people so an absolute skeleton crew which means actually the sort of management ranks Um, haven't been going to the factory or or in the early, they don't really at all now I don't think, but in the very early uh, uh, weeks of the lockdown, we'll just go in two or three times through the week to to support the teams Um, and uh, and, and so an absolute skeleton crew, meaning there are fewer people, uh, better hand washing facilities um, uh, installing more points for that and uh, reconfiguring layout so that people could uh, move about, and get on with their jobs, maintaining a safe
0: working distance. Um, ar- ar- arguably during lockdown, I mean, we're seeing all sorts of trends coming out. The obvious things I guess you would see around you know, app usage, people gaming more, the social platforms rocketing, eyeballs on um, newspaper sites. It is given that people are at home more than perhaps they've ever been before. And if you've got... Um, a, a Dogs and pets—you're spending more time than before. Have you seen anything in the shift then in the last, you know, since lockdown in, you know, the way customers have been coming to you and what they want, or even you know, new customers who perhaps can't get out yes. to local supermarkets and get stuff.
1: Yeah, we see huge, huge changes actually. Whether it's um, visitors to our site and the tra- traffic, which is mm-hmm. up like across. Uh, across industry, as uh, e commerce and digital sciences, people are spending more time at home and doing more browsing. Um, yes, people want to, uh, to to join Tails, be part of our community, and, 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 uh, and experience some of the convenience and benefits of having their dog food delivered at home. And we've also been able to keep supply going, where I know other brands have run out of stock and so on. So that's a reason that new customers have wanted to join. Um, But actually our first priority has been for the changes that existing customers have seen. Um, And uh, and whether that's reassurance about their deliveries. And We're we're trading in the UK, France and and Germany and there's been subtle differences across uh, each of those different markets based on slightly different circumstances of how they've managed the Covid-19 situation. But one thing that's been been common has been anxiety around deliveries arriving. In uh, customer support team saw a forty percent increase in uh, contacts and inquiries of that wow. of that nature, um, uh, and then also we've seen we saw a little bit in the very early days of lockdown of people um, following some of the stockpiling behaviour and bringing <laughs> right them yeah. forward. Yeah. So uh, until people got to place, took two or three weeks, I think, for people to feel confident that Tails would be able to keep delivering, we saw people bringing some orders forward mm. um, and, uh, and having deliveries. So there's been a lot of changes that we've seen from from, yeah. from uh, Customers from people uh, from existing customers, new customers, and just people who are who are browsing around.
0: You you, meant, you, you talked about the tails community there. Is it is it? And you talked about um, you know customer service inquiries being up. Is it more than purely just a just an econ platform where I go in and I give you my details and then shipment comes and, and that's it? Is there sort of more? I'm just interested that you referred to it as as a community.
1: I use that word because that's how I think about it. And yeah. I think one of the one of the strengths of the DC business, or can be a strength if you think about it in the right way, in my view is culturally, we have a relationship with each and every one of our customers as an individual. And so um, and that, that stems from being one of the co-founders of Tails. It was there when we started up our very first customer. And it, I've never really stopped thinking about our customers as individuals. So yes, we've got data that aggregates it. And we've got these you know, 200,000 dogs more that have really be fed our food today. But um, uh, but yeah, every customer joins us as an individual choice, and as somebody who's come to our consultation, who we've worked out the right food for their for their dog, and that's absolutely how I, how I think about them. And so it is a it's our it's our community of owners and well, yes customers, but the relationship we have with them goes much deeper than uh, selling them dog food. You know, we, yeah. you know all about the dog, we know about the dog's nutrition, we can help them have a better quality of companionship with their dog through better nutrition, and they contact us for advice and support in their dog's well-being well beyond things like uh, when's my next delivery going to arrive yeah are, are you still trading now we, we we help so many owners with um with, with, with problems and challenges they have with their dogs way beyond just the food which is why it feels more like a community than a customer base uh,
0: and i remember you saying you spoke at our leadership summit earlier in the year and i remember you saying actually uh, to everyone who was who wasn't a customer <clears throat> and if they were they should get in touch with the customer service team i mean you you spoke very highly of them and incredibly proud of the team and i guess is that because that goes towards this kind of community feel like i'm not just going to look up on the system when your delivery is going to arrive or having to delayed i genuinely want to want to help you with with questions you've got about your dog
1: definitely and the the, the wonderful thing about working in the pet category particularly in, in um, dogs and, and dog food is the affinity that owners immediately feel for another another owner and it's, uh, it's certainly evident when i'm taking my little jasper out for a walk and uh, stop and talk to uh, r- random strangers because there's <laughs> something that looks have done and now it still happens even if it's a, a bit of a distance yes. but uh, it still happens and, th- and that happens on the phone or on email when people contact our mm-hmm. customer experience uh, guys and they, they, um, they're dog owners and they're not just that they are particularly interested in all aspects of uh, dog's health and well-being, and so and that interest plus the training we give drives an enthusiasm for sharing that information and helping and solving problems yes. that um, uh, really works well for our, um, for our for our owners. So, uh, so yeah, the, the, that's I think that's really what binds it all together, and why when you work in this um, category, it's just such a special place to be because yeah. people really care about 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 their dog. Um, yeah
0: we're clearly not asking you to make any predictions and i think it's probably a mugs game more so than ever at the moment but are you using data that you're seeing at the moment to think about a recovery people talking about a v-shaped recession where we bounce back is the data that you've got now useful for you given it's so sort of unprecedented and can you use it in the future Or, or or do you feel that there's lots of behaviors that are happening at the moment but when people can, you know, ordinarily as much as ordinary gets, go back into a supermarket and start buying what they used to buy, that they'll kind of revert to doing that, and you might see some some churn out of it.
1: It's a really good question, and the honest answer is I don't I don't know. I, I can see that there, there are just so many variables at the moment um, that it, uh, affecting consumer behaviour uh, that the uh, separating the impact of each of those variables on our, what we can see in our data mm. is, is just so difficult. So, um, uh, so, so, we, so we're trying to learn, obviously we're looking at it and we have a team of data scientists who can do some very deep uh, analysis of, uh, and identify correlations and trends. Um, but uh, how much of it is specific to the current reality yeah. and how much of it continues as the current reality evolves and changes, we, we just don't know. One example of that is our introductory offer, which uh, when we when we started to see in second couple of, second half of March enormous increase in new customers wanting to sign up to the point where it concerned us for two, for two reasons one we didn't want to risk being able to supply existing
0: customers and put yeah.
1: that at risk by being overloaded with with, with with new demand and secondly, while there was a lot of stockpiling behavior going on a lot of fear about people were actually running out of essentials, which food is definitely one. We didn't want to be driving that by um, by giving away completely free food as as an offer to bring in more customers. So what we did is we we changed our offer to be 50% off a month instead of free two weeks, which gives the same value of food uh, away free. We didn't want to be uh, profiteering in this scenario. We wanted to be able to manage demand appropriately and have the right offer. Now that's so that was a decision taken from a very sort of um, contextual uh, basis. But actually, what it's allowed us to do is to see different customer behaviours right. based on the fact that it was a different kind of offer, and people mm-hmm. have had to spend more actually to get that value of food for, for free and free part of tails. So we see different sign up behaviour, different early journey behaviour in terms of how. Likely, people are to stay with us or not, and how committed they are, yeah. and that's a really interesting situation to understand from a data point what's happening. Mm. But it's so difficult to understand what's really happening yeah. because of all the other variables of, of lockdown. So, on something so key to Tails, our introductory offer it drives how we grow. Um, we're we're obviously trying as hard as possible to understand what the real underlying uh, signals are in that.
0: And is there anything you've changed that thinking about? Um, your sort of broader communications on how you're talking to customers, new customers through advertising as well, anything that you've changed there? Have you have things been turned down, turned off? Have you maintained what you're doing in media?
1: So w- me- media's it changed slightly, but I've, I think mostly in the way that it would evolve and change based on what we were seeing from a performance point of view anyway. Right. So, the, the, so the performance aspects have been affected by... Uh, the lockdown, but our response to that has, uh, in terms of the, the, the spend and what we're doing across channels, has, has followed our usual processes. Right. Where we have made some changes is in which aspects of our service we think are most valuable to people and then making that clearer to them. So, for example, convenience and, and delivery and not needing to go to the shops, and the fact that we're able to maintain delivery at pre-lockdown levels, yeah, is so much more valuable to customers at the moment. Yeah. We let them know that that's something they can rely on in our, in our service. Yeah. So dialing up and dialing down different parts of the message, yes, yes, definitely. But of course, we do that anyway mm-hmm. through uh, the iteration of performance marketing um, But and, and context, mm-hmm. whether it's lockdown or in normal times, whether it's the fact that there could be a heat wave and it's even more important for, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, your, 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 your dog's being, the appetite might change or whatever it is with so the messaging changes so it's kind of uh yes it's changed because of lockdown but but the underlying processes that drive those change are a good practice and the ways we would operate anyway
0: yeah uh, and i guess and we're finding this with uh, we've talked to gusto we've talked to don't buy her flowers it's a common thing with the disease it, it's not like it's not like being a, a a fast food chain where people physically can't go and get your products <clears throat> they can't even go into the store and if all of your advertising is driven towards driving footfall uh, if you're a an airline then people physically can't buy flights at the point they can't get on your thing so i mean it's a very fairly binary decision you make particularly with performance marketing well, we just kind of don't need to do that but there is this wider argument that um in order to be all right when we come out the other side you should maintain the money you're putting into your uh, effectively your kind of brand spend and i think that's why we've seen lots of advertisers. I mean, we're talking about it on every episode, but there's the, the brilliant YouTube clip of all the various COVID-19 ads stitched together, and they are effectively start with some twinkly piano music, and then we're here for you, and we're in it together yeah. type thing, and they all kind of go together. But but I, I thought it was really interesting, actually, when we've spoken before, you don't have that massive binary difference between this is what we do for brand, and this is what we do for performance. And again, it's sort of another characteristic of D2C. They are sort of one one in the same.
1: Yeah, they're very closely linked. As we've grown, and I think we'll continue to see this. So, so actually, they do become slightly separate, and mm-hmm. we see, and we can see more clearly the job that uh, direct response, uh, which is very performance-driven and brand, can play, and, and they of course need to need to be uh, resonant and to work harmoniously together. But actually, the, but we can sort of see a separation in our spend yeah. driven by a slightly different strategy and approach for each of those particularly in a relatively mature market for us like the uk different yeah. uh, yeah. markets for us like france and germany
0: um and is that do you think that's something as you sort of grown and matured that that's become more evident as yes. in yeah I, you're in you know you talked about share at the start and you know if the, all the the marketing science suggests that you know if you want to, you want to build share, then you know people have to remember you, and is that you know you have to be front of mind, all that kind of stuff. So maybe maybe that comes with with maturing as well.
1: And, and I think one of the other things that comes with maturing is actually if you've been, it kind of implies you've been successful enough. If you start off and you're still around, like <laughs> yes. success is kind of implicit. I think, and the uh, and if you're successful, then probably other people are emulating what what you do. And uh, and in that case, and, the, and then by definition, they're early, a bit earlier stages than you, so they're very much in the performance space. Yeah. So then, and they will be using the stuff that they see you doing tends to be the case, and using and, and trying to you know uh, 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 accelerate their learning by by taking the market leader as an inspiration. And then, then I think brand has an even more important role to play because that's actually more of an emotional differentiator that can help with the performance side um just be more powerful
0: yeah it's a really good point um james we always ask two questions at the end of uh uh, every podcast episode the first is to describe the view from where you're sitting right now what can you see
1: uh well looking over my right shoulder i can see the top of box hill so i live in dorking just outside uh, london and that happens from my little study here upstairs to to be able to see that. So uh, it's a pretty nice view uh, and very rarely for a summer, sunny day, there's hardly anybody on it. Yeah, no.
0: well, yeah, good in a way, but um, yeah, that is rare. Uh, and the second question, um, lots of talk of lockdown to-do lists, lots of good intention people doing stuff in that first week saying, right, these are the things I want to tick off, I want to learn languages, I'm going to read this book, Go to listen to more podcasts, whatever it might be. Have you made a lockdown to-do list? And if you have, have you ticked anything off yet?
1: Uh I have made a, lock, uh, a lockdown to-do list. And uh, the, the, the thing I most want to tick off that, uh, I, uh, uh, that I haven't yet is I want to learn to wheelie my mountain bike. Oh, wow. So I, I, might, might. I, I might be past 40 rather than 14. <laughs> and it might be something that I should have done when I was 14. But, uh, yeah, it's always eluded me. And now it seems like without the commute, uh, extra time at the end of the day I can jump on my bike and go for a ride.
0: I mean, but that's going to feel euphoric when you nail that i mean i mean think how it feels as, as a kid but i mean you know this is gonna this is gonna be amazing this is gonna, this is much better than learning spanish or or something else yeah fantastic um james thank you so much for giving us 20 or so minutes there i really appreciate it i mean it's and, and it's great for you to you know you've given us so much time as well so i really really appreciate it and obviously we wish you all the best but thanks again Yeah, thank you very much james the iab uk podcast james davidson from tales.com there I love the way he talked about tails as a community rather than just this one-way transactional website and when you Talk to founders of these D2C businesses, it's it's such a common thing with all of them. They would all probably refer to it as some sort of community rather than, you know, just sort of customers and, and numbers and everything else. And that's easily one of the best lockdown to-do list answers I think we've had. I think anyone's going to do well to top that one. Don't forget to use the code IAB, in caps, if you want a free month when you sign up to tales.com. And that's it for today, but we'll be back later this week with another episode. And if you want to listen to more episodes like this one or look at everything else we're doing to support IAB members right now. Go to iabuk.com forward slash connected and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for IAB UK. Stay safe, stay home and thanks for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.